I want to ask you a personal question. Do you read my newsletter, Leadership Forward 321? Because if you don't, I really think you'd like it if you like this podcast. Every Wednesday morning, I send a short newsletter designed to help you lead your organization more strategically and with less overwhelm in five minutes or less. The newsletters are organized around a timely leadership theme and give you something practical that you can apply right away in your organization. I include three of the best articles that I've come across on that theme, two concrete resources or tools that I believe in, and one quote to inspire and motivate you. So if you don't yet get the newsletter, I'm going to make it super easy for you to sign up. Just text the word IMPACT to 66866 and you'll be added to my list. Thanks. Hi, welcome to the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast. I'm Brooke Ritchie Babbage, social justice lawyer turned nonprofit founder and leader of a seven-figure nonprofit. I've spent the past 20 years immersed in social impact work, and I've worn so many hats. I've worked as a leader, a board member, a coach, and a strategist. I've ridden the highs of changing lives in communities, and I have weathered the many storms that go along with doing social change work. And through it all, I've learned an important lesson. There is a method to the madness of leading social impact work. I created the Nonprofit Mastermind to share that method, to pull back the curtain on the actual strategies and mindset behind launching, growing, and leading a high-impact nonprofit. Ultimately, we do this work to make the world a more beautiful, equitable, and just place, and I want to help you do that. If you're a passionate, committed leader who's looking to build and lead an institution that has real and lasting impact, you're in the right place. Let's get started. So today I am going to talk about a fun cultivation and network building activity that's super easy to pull off and can be done in these waning days of summer. If you're listening to this when it's first released, it is the middle of August. So we are sort of heading into the last month or so of summer. Um, And this is a great activity that can be used to set the stage for deeper engagement and activation this fall so that we can hit the ground running with our fall fundraising and network building. It is called a brain trust. And a working definition is basically that a brain trust is a stylized and facilitated gathering of experts and advisors that's brought together to offer strategic guidance and advice in response to a specific organizational challenge or question. Really simply put, think of it as a stylized meeting about an hour and a half that brings together advisors and experts to help you think through a problem. That's the best way to describe a brain trust. The meeting is structured in a very specific way. That's why I call it stylized and I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. But the basic idea is that you present a specific question or challenge that you're grappling with or would like help thinking through. And you want it to be a real one. This is not make work. This is actually something that you'd like other people's perspectives on. You give the experts in the room a chance to workshop that challenge for you while you observe and listen deeply. And then you get to walk away with new perspectives, tools, and hopefully actionable strategies. These are a very low hanging fruit chance to bring together people who are either experts in their field, 
people who have a unique perspective on your issue, your mission, or the topic that you are exploring, or just great and creative problem solvers and strategic thinkers whose insight you would like access to. You get to bring these people together into your organization's ecosystem in a structured way that people really enjoy and provide a starting point for deeper connection and engagement in the future. So I have loved these, these brain trusts since I first learned about them probably 15 years ago. Throughout my leadership and even as a board member, they have proven to be a really exciting and powerful strategic tool for network building, for cultivation, for deepening engagement among existing board members and advisors and major donors even. Strategically, they can be really fun to see what ideas and solutions arise from having a group of sharp minds all focused on a single problem for a dedicated period of time. It's just, it's a lot of fun to watch that happen. And more broadly as a networking tool, they are an opportunity to connect your organization to external stakeholders and then to nurture those relationships over time once the brain trust is done. I talked in my last episode last week about leveraged networks and establishing a leveraged network and brain trusts are an excellent tool for that. So if you haven't checked out that episode, it's the one right before this one and it's all about leveraged networks. Now, for those of you who would like to actually get a step-by-step how-to guide for this, I've created a pretty comprehensive toolkit and it's available in the Nonprofit Leadership Resource Hub. That is the one-stop shop that I've created for how-to guides, templates and models for everything from HR to navigating and engaging your board and monthly webinars released every month on current leadership and organizational topics. It's called the Nonprofit Leadership Resource Hub. And you can get the Brain Trust How-To Guide or Toolkit there. It will uh, be there this week. RichieBabbage.com backslash Nonprofit Resource Hub. That's where you can find it. So I talked about the why, why these are so important. Let's talk about what they look like. There are four core steps involved in executing the best brain trust possible. You want to choose the right topic, curate and invite your brains, prepare and execute the trust, and then engage and follow up. And I'll walk through these one at a time. So first, start by thinking about a specific strategic challenge that you're facing. And like I said before, you want this to be real, an actual question that you have, an actual challenge you're facing. This can be anything from staffing questions. I get this one a lot with the organizations that I work with because they're all growth stage organizations. You can look at your strategic plan and say, I see where we want to be in three years and I see the staff that we have and the sort of org chart that we have but I'm really struggling to figure out what are my next best hires? Do I need a director of operations? Do I need a director of communications? Do I need to think about building out my program team or my communications team or my advocacy team? That's a real growth challenge. And there are absolutely people 
who have thought through this in different sectors with in bigger organizations. You might have donors who run nonprofits or businesses where they've thought about staffing and HR. So you can bring them together, right? Very specific. These can be management challenges. These can be questions about how to replicate a program. Should we go, you know, what would it look like if we were to replicate nationally? What are some options there? Should we think about licenses or franchises? What are the implications of those different models? How can we think about an earned income strategy that really fits our organizational program model? How do we build out an individual donor program aimed at a particular sector, right? So really specific questions that you have about your organization. Anything that you're trying to map out or plan can present a challenge. You want whatever topic you choose to be strategic or tactical, so it should lend itself to having some kind of solution or actionable next step. That's part of the power of a brain trust is the people in the room there's real emotional, not catharsis is the wrong word, but there's a there's an emotional release that people feel when they actually believe they have helped you. And that is part of the power. That's part of what you are looking for in this kind of cultivation activity. You also, as I said, want it to be related to real and tangible aspects of the organization. Part of the follow-up is you're going to want to be able to talk about and demonstrate to the people who have participated in the Brain Trust how their advice had some effect on something tangible in your organization. And finally, the topic needs to be easily understandable without a large amount of background information required. They don't need to, they shouldn't have to know a lot about the history of your organization, the problem itself, your issue area or mission. You want this to be something that a broad set of people could understand and engage with fairly easily. So you have your topic and you have gotten really specific about your challenge. Next, you want to identify four to six people, that's really ideal, that you feel could help you think through addressing this challenge. Now, these do not need to be people that do what you do. Actually, it's most powerful when they are not people that do exactly what you do. Really, part of what's exciting here is getting different perspectives. This is an opportunity to broaden your perspective, to broaden your network, to reach out to the outer limits and the outer reaches of your ecosystem. They don't even have to be people in your field or in your sector. Brain trusts are a really wonderful way to introduce new potential partners or even funders. They're a great vehicle for deepening your board's engagement and willingness to leverage their expertise and networks. So for those of you who have board members that are really struggling to find a way in to your organization. Maybe they can't come to your programs or you don't have, you don't do the kind of work that lends itself to board members sort of showing up to graduations, right? These can be a really great way for them to feel like they are tapping their expertise and tapping their networks in a way that's actually helpful to the organization. So these do not have to be people in your sector, people in your field. The idea is to find people who have a way of thinking or content expertise or skills that can enhance yours and that you think could shed some light on and bring perspective to the challenge or issue that you've identified. 
So just a few sort of profiles of people to think about as you're sort of fleshing out and curating the brains for your brain trust. Consider board members, as I mentioned, whose engagement you'd like to maintain, reinvigorate, or deepen. Think about potential partners, schools that you wanna work with, an organization you may want to have refer people to your programs, a business that you are thinking in your local community might be a great partnership. Think about people who have a personal affinity or love for your mission and your work. These can be potential mid-level and major donors. This is a great opportunity to get potential donors in, particularly at the higher levels. This can also be really great for current donors that you would like to activate as ambassadors by giving them deeper insight into your work and helping them to feel like they have a stake in what you're doing, sort of behind the scenes access to what you're doing. Also think about issue area experts. So people who have an in-depth understanding of your issue or the related issue that your, your challenge is about. Like I mentioned in the example earlier, they may have deep expertise in HR. They may have deep expertise in strategic growth, in um, you know franchising nonprofits, in national or international scaling of institutions. And then finally, think about industry or institutional stakeholders or experts. These are people like funders, um, people who work at corporations, people who work in small businesses. They can bring a different perspective and they can also be a great way into the networks of folks that they are then connected to. Again, think back to leveraged network structured relationships that give you access to broader networks of people. So we've talked about finding your topic and finding your people. The third is structuring your your brain trust and it's actually really simple you present your challenge you give the folks in the room an opportunity to workshop that challenge for you and you are silent and this is sort of the stylized part and it's also really critical you will present your challenge in a particular way they get to ask clarifying questions and then you just listen and the reason that it's sort of stylized is because most people who are hosting a meeting don't just sit and listen. Um, but you really are just listening so that you don't give in to the natural instinct that we all have to say, yes, but I've thought of that. That wouldn't work. Yeah, but we don't have the money. Oh, but we don't have the staff. That's what our brains do. And part of what is useful and can be really exciting about a brain trust is that it really pushes us to just sit in a yes and space. But what if what they were saying is possible? But what if that different perspective that is a totally different way of thinking about scaling or a totally different way of thinking about engaging monthly donors than I've ever thought about and I have no idea how we would do it, but huh, that's super interesting. What if that were possible? So it really forces you to sit in a yes and what if space. Their task, the task of your brains, is to brainstorm and identify ideas and solutions in response to your challenge. And your task is to listen. So after they workshop the issue, then you all come back together 
and identify some key takeaways and tangible next steps. That's basically the brain trust, really simple. I have a much more in-depth sort of model agenda and layout in the toolkit that I mentioned, but that's the basic overview. So then the last part of a successful brain trust is perhaps the most powerful, and this is the deliberate stewardship of the brains after the brain trust. Part of the power is in this follow-up. Because brain trusts are a wonderful way into your organization, when you invite your brains, you want to have in mind, and I talked about this in the Leverage Network episode, you want to have the end goal in mind. Are you inviting these people to ultimately become advisors, both either formal or informal? Are you inviting them as board members to deepen their engagement or to get access to their networks? Are these potential donors? Are these existing donors who are potential ambassadors? What's the path that they're on and what's the role that the brain trust plays in moving them along that path? Your follow-up is the next step moving them from the brain trust closer to the end goal. So you want to keep everyone from the brain trust updated on the progress you've made on the concrete advice and next steps that came out of the brain trust that helps them stay engaged, that helps them stay informed. You might want to consider sending you know, a brain trust update three months after the trust or as soon as you're able to successfully implement a new idea. You absolutely want to begin to plug them into your fundraisers, your cultivation events, and your more standard stewardship and cultivation calendar. And depending on the end goal for each participant, you might have a more detailed follow-up plan for that person. So let's recap. What is a brain trust? A stylized meeting about 90 minutes, four to six people, that brings together advisors and experts to help you think differently about a challenge or issue. Why do a brain trust? Brain trusts are a powerful and simple strategy for expanding your network, cultivating potential supporters, board members, advisors, and depending on your engagement level, really deepen engagement with board members and upper level donors. What do they look like? You can use these as an opportunity to get real concrete insight and strategic advice about a real question in your organization. You present your question, you listen, you yes and and what if everything you hear, and then you take active steps to execute what you learn. So that's the strategy in a nutshell. I hope you will consider this strategy as part of your cultivation and leverage network building, particularly as we go into the fall. They're fairly quick and easy to pull together and just a really great way to begin to warm people up for year-end fundraising. You can get the more comprehensive how-to guide in the resource hub at richiebabbage.com backslash nonprofit resource hub. Have a great week. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you think what we talk about here, the trainings and the guests and the conversations could benefit another leader in your life, I'd love if you would leave a review and share with your friends. If you want to take the next step and begin to put into practice what we talk about on this podcast, I've created a toolkit where I collect and share downloads from many of our conversations. It's got templates, worksheets, and references to help you execute on what we talk about here on The Mastermind. There's lots of great stuff, and I add to it almost every week. You can download it at richiebabbage.com backslash architecture of impact toolkit. I also want to share another free resource for leaders of growing nonprofits. It's a free training. It's called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. The four questions you need to ask to know if your nonprofit is really ready to scale. Growing an organization doesn't happen by accident, as we all know. You have to take the right strategic steps at the right time to avoid overwhelm and burnout and that horrible feeling that so many of us have had as you watch the work of your organization outstrip capacity and sometimes even funding. It's almost impossible to reverse engineer good growth. And by that, I mean growth that can be sustained over time just by looking at what you think you see in other organizations. So in this free training, I help cut through all the noise and I identify the four simple questions that if you really engage with them and think about them, will tell you when you're ready to grow without frenzy, without overwhelm, and with the confidence that you're making the right moves for your organization. You can access the training at richiebabbage.com backslash ready to scale. Finally, if you'd like more leadership resources and strategies in your life, sign up for my weekly newsletter, Leadership Forward 321. Each week, I curate and share three articles, two resources, and a quote on a theme. You can get that at richiebabbage.com backslash leadership forward 321. That's all for now. Have a great week, and I'll see you back here next week for more Mastermind.